This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Remember, remember, there's only four games in November. Welcome to the warm-up episode 88. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and to preview the Sunderland match, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw. Tom, you're uh, you're on on route today, or route, I should say, um, but what a difference a win makes, eh? Yeah, I know, sir. Sorry, apologies in advance for listeners. There's going to be quite a bit of background noise where I am. Um, but yeah, what a win. Um, really solid defensive performance. Um, I think that's where you build from, isn't it? When you're when you're in a scrap like we are, and to see that and limit Millwall to pretty much nothing um, is a really good sign of hopefully just things getting on track. Let's pick up a few more points before this World Cup break, and just maybe maybe not even get out, but just being a bit of a bit more touching distance of those teams in and around that bottom half. Yeah, definitely. Um... And t- Tom, sorry to to ask you questions. I'm asking you to mute and unmute all the time. But uh, I, for me, I thought that was uh, the best. Like the first half, I thought we were really good. I thought that was probably the best first half we played under Mark Fotheringham. Um, what, did it give you a bit of hope? You know that we can actually climb out of the the bottom three. Yeah, I think so because I think I've, I've said it a few times, haven't I? That um, one thing that has annoyed me so far this season is that everyone else is beating everyone. Um, and we seem to be the only team not doing that at the moment. Um, but it's yeah, it's about time we we turned up to one of one of these games against a team that you think, oh, they're doing all right, and got three points from it. So I mean, you look at the games to come; they're not they're not particularly easy. But you like to think, hopefully, maybe we've got a bit of confidence because it's such a cliche the championship. But anyone can beat anyone, and I think all you need is a bit of confidence to go on a bit of a run. Um, and yeah, I saw a lot of positives from Saturday, mate. Um, one thing, the ball boys, brilliant, brilliant work. <laughs> he was truly the man of the match, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, yeah, you talk about 
that the game's coming up, I suppose. This, uh, you know, there's four games in 11 days before before the World Cup um, pauses the season. So, you know, that was Fotheringham's second win since taking over. So it means we are bottom of, off the bottom of the table. Hello, 23rd place. Oh, who's that behind us? Oh, Carlos Corbrand's West Brom. Oh, we're not bitter about it. Um, but the Terriers <laughs> But they could climb out of the relegation zone if they win uh, against Sunderland and if other results go their way. So that's, that's quite big, you know... It's, it's funny, isn't it? Um, we always use the cliche, but we felt like almost cut adrift and now we could could be out of it. I mean, still a long way in the season to go. But um, anyway, the who were playing Sunderland, they've won just once in the last five games. That was the 2-1 win against Wigan. This is 16th from the table at time recording, although there's some fixtures being played in the league this evening. Um, Coventry, Blackburn and uh, Hull Middlesbrough. Maybe some ones to keep an eye on there for you, town fans. Um I mentioned it there, Tom. There's four game. There's four games for ten and eleven days before before the World Cup. Do you think this is a game they need to prioritise? This this home game against Sunderland. Yeah, I think so. I think um, to have another home game off the back of a winning home game, um, I think you couldn't really have a better fixture. To be honest, you you want to maybe a few more will turn up for it. They they'll sell out. Obviously, Sunderland um, should be a decent atmosphere. And yeah, I mean, you look at their run at the moment. Yeah, like you said, one one win in five, and it's 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 only one win in eight, isn't it? A couple of draws thrown in there. They've not particularly kept a couple of clean sheets recently either. So you're kind of hoping, yeah, let's build on build on Saturday, maybe be a bit more clinical in front of goal, and just keep it tight again. Um, I know it gets boring sometimes, but when you're down there, when you're down at the bottom. One of the main things is just keeping clean sheets and then knowing that at least you come away with a point at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I, I, I quite... I, I remember at the start of the season, Sunderland fans were quite confident this year. Um, I mean, they've got an all right squad. I just thought they were lacking in a bit of depth, potentially, and that might be, might be showing now coming into this stage of the season. Maybe the, the World Cup will break will be really handy for them um, I think they'll be looking now let's just kind of stabilise these four games and go in not in that bottom three potentially because you can you, it's so tight you can easily get dragged into it can't you um, yeah do you want to talk about uh, some of their players then Brady yeah, let's do it. Um, so, if well, I mean, you talked about how they need to kind of hobble onto the World Cup. They've lost their strikers, so they've been playing Alex Pritchard up front, um, which uh, I think <laughs> from his time at town, we know that's probably not his best position. Or it, you could ask most town fans and they'd say not on the pitch at all would be his best position. But um, yeah, who do you want to talk about, Tom? We've talked about Pritchard there, but he's going to have a great game against us, isn't he? This is, this is the law. This is the law of football. He's going to have a brilliant game against us and um, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, that always happens, doesn't it? Um, yeah, they've been really unfortunate with us, those uh, striking problems because, I mean, Sims had a really good start, didn't he? And um, Stuart as well. Stuart's something like five and seven, which is what a return for your kind of first first season in the championship. Um, so then you kind of look look at the, the rest of the squad and obviously there's a, no, a, a noticeable name on there and it's Alex Pritchard who was a really good player for them last year. Um, he got 
he's picked up, a, I think, a couple of man of the matches already this season for him as well. So, um, I think it's revitalised his career, dropping down to League One. And it'd be really interesting to see if he can kind of carry on the way he did at the start of season with Sunderland in the Championship. Because, let's... Look, I don't, I don't think he was terrible for us, but he just never got going. He didn't offer anything that he did at, at Norwich, did he? Or Brentford. He, he, there, wasn't, there was none of that creativity or spark that you really saw when he was at those teams. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously going to turn up with a goal against town when town fans, I'm guessing, are going to boo him on. I don't like. He's, I don't even think he deserves a booing because he was just so like meh. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It wasn't really his fault that he was a bit crap. I don't think. I just think it just didn't work, did it? Um. So I've got Luca Nine as uh, someone that I that always stands out for me. I think he's one of those players that really reminds me of like kind of Duncan Watmore and Joe Lolly. Do you know what I mean? A bit, a bit kind of rogue. Maybe you look at him sometimes thinking, "How's this ladder?" A professional footballer, the way he kind of does things, executes the ball and stuff like that. But um, I've always liked him. He, he gets stuck in. He's kind of one of those players that's a bit of a fighter um, and then pops up with the odd assist and goal now and again. So um be interested to see if he get, he uh, starts playing. He starts on uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think he I think he probably will. Um Oh nine famous in, in pre-season played Jose Mourinho's Roma and uh, Jose Mourinho was unhappy with how he's tackling his players. So uh, it could give you an idea of what to expect on Wednesday night. Um, I had picked Jack Clark for this, but he's actually suspended, which I think is a relief because he's, um, you know, he's had four goals and six assists. I think, you know, obviously we know him from the other, the other team in, uh, in West Yorkshire, but um he, he's, I think he's found his feet there, so it's, it's a good job he's uh, suspended for that one. Because um, we've got issues of our own with you know good wingers who are crucial to the team. Because obviously Sorbus suspended for this, picking up um, too many yellows. So, and uh, it's kind of interesting. We'll we'll get onto the you're the boss, but you know we are missing some players. So interesting what Fotheringham's going to do tactically. Um, but we've talked a little. Um, I, I'm probably going to go for Pritchard as well. Um, I, although I do quite like. Um, Dennis Serkin, who's a former Spurs player, um, left back. He's getting rave reviews, so um, he's one to watch out for. But yeah. Um, anyway, Tom, because you're travelling, uh, I went back to do view from the other side. So, oh, thanks, Brady. That's really appreciate that. It's all right, mate. <laughs> you're down. You're down in the south, so I thought you know getting you to go up to Sunderland um, on short mm. notice. So I, I made my way to Sunderland and I spoke to Malcolm from the Sunderland fan site Record Report. Uh, and here's what Malcolm had to say. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, Malcolm. Thanks for joining me. So it has been a while, but um, how did Alex Neil leaving affect Sunderland and what have you made to turn him over a start as Sunderland boss? Hi, Brady. Um, on Alex Neil, it's a bit of a mixed one, if I'm honest with you. Um, Alex definitely built a good team spirit and uh, obviously we had some very good results early in the season um, but the fact of the matter is if he's not interested in the long-term plan that the board have got and the club have got then we're well rid of him you know we might as well let him go um, in terms of Tony um, Tony has definitely continued with that positive team spirit he's definitely embracing youth and in places he's having to because 
Uh, we've got a lot of injuries, so I haven't blood some of the young players that we brought in probably earlier than ideally we would. Um, we've had to navigate through a period with no strikers since we comprehensively beat Reading 3-0 away uh, a number of games ago. Um, we've still scored goals. We've still created opportunities against better sides. Um, so, yeah, in, in summary, I think Tony is a better option for the long-term plan and he's managed to get a tune out of a very injury-hit side uh, and some very young guys. So I'm looking forward to the future with him. Um, and he knows the area as well. He's a northeastern lad, so he gets us. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can help us stop the, the rotating door of managers too. What have you made to your start in the Championship then? In terms of how I feel about the start to the campaign, um, there's been pluses and minus, to be honest, Brady. Um We've had some very, very good early form, you know, both in the tenure of uh, Alex Neal and after Tony Mowbray took over. Um, we've been playing some really, really good football. You know, we won goal of the month for the AFL for September with our cracking, definitely Premier League standard moving team football that we played. Uh, and, and Jack Clark finished off so beautifully. Um, as I've touched on before, we've got very, very good team spirit. Uh, the team seem to have bonded really well. They really fire in and, and work hard for each other. Um, and despite the fact that we've played a lot of the teams that before the start of the season, um, people would have said we'll be you know up there fighting for the top six, top eight. Um, you know we've only lost a few times to some of those sides. We've always competed with them though. You know we've very very rarely rarely been outplayed for anything more than a half you know we've always had a go um, and played some great football um, so I'm, I'm really happy with that aspect to the start of the campaign um, on the downside we've had just way too many injuries we've been strikerless for weeks and weeks um, you know there's been some you know there's also been some challenges with referees being absolutely terrible um, and we seem to be on the receiving end of a lot of that um, you know, some um, challenges, you know, where we, we should have got something from the game. We've created loads and loads of chances and we haven't quite taken it um, from time to time. Obviously, the lack of strikers is is part of that. Um, but, you know, there's been some there's been some real tough stuff to get through. Um, but we've, you know, we're mid-table at the moment and this season was always about consolidation and, you know, pushing for somewhere in the top half if we could do. Um, so hopefully we can continue on that trend, uh, especially now we're starting to get our strikers back. Ellis Sims returned the other night for half an hour, 20 minutes, uh, and already we look like we're, we're welcoming him back with open arms. And finally, what's your score prediction for this game, if you had to give one? So in terms of the game on Wednesday evening, um, my prediction for the score, it, it's a difficult one because I know Huddersfield had a decent 1-0 um, win um, recently to obviously um, start trying to recover their string of quite difficult results um, which they've had for the majority of uh, this first kind of third of the season. Um, I would go for a 2-1 to Sunderland. Um, we are pretty good away, uh, you know we do we do play well as I mentioned earlier you know we went to Reading who at that point were absolutely flying and we played them off the park and and scored three cracking goals. Um, so I think we can get a couple of goals. I know Huddersfield have got um, some good players and, and some of the results, I think, in the early part of the season probably don't reflect the uh, the effort and commitment they've put in. Um, one of the factors that is going to be a challenge is, I believe, uh, one of our 
Um, most talented players, Jack Clark, is suspended for this because of five yellow cards. So we're going to have to find a way to work without young Jack down the left wing, who is very, very tricky to handle. Um, but um, it, it could go either way, but I'm going to call 2-1 to Sunderland um, and a resumption of winning ways for us um, after we obviously got a draw at the weekend. Um, you know, we need to pick our form back up as well. So I really hope it starts on Wednesday evening. Um, but after the rest of this, good luck to Huddersfield with uh, moving their way back up the table. Okay, cool. So we've heard from Malcolm. Um, Tom, we're going to have a little mini break because uh, this is a mini pod and we'll come back with a mini mailbag. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. How many times can I say mini? That's the question. That is the question. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Tom, uh, it's time for the mailbag. You've got mail. First question we've got is from Dave. He says, not Dave Hartrake. Um, although maybe uh, he says do we try and win this game at all costs and go for it we're playing two teams away in the top six after this I, I, it's hard about prioritising games I always think it puts mm. a lot of pressure but you look at yeah. this you know I know we've got Swansea at home right before we break for the World Cup but these two mm. home games you know Swansea and they're probably yeah. all right. I think I think every home game you've got to be trying to get three points basically you, you want to make your home a bit of a cliche again, a bit of a fortress, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if you prioritise it, but um, you've got to be thinking, right, this game, this is a win. This is a win. Um, it is really difficult, isn't it? I mean, uh, a tough, two tough away games, but like we said, anyone can beat anyone in this league, so you honestly never know, do you? Yeah, definitely. And I think... Um... To be honest, like we have shown in home games, like Millwall, you know, we were not so confident. Shout out to Jim, um, who was like, Yeah, we can beat Millwall. Um, we, we can, you know, we've shown we can do it, and the support does make a big difference. And I think it's no surprise that, you know, Fotheringham, I know when he came in, he was talking about playoffs and he was talking about attacking football. All managers talk about attacking football when they come in, but I don't think it's any coincidence that we've had. <laughs> to get the best out of this team, we've had Danny Cowley, Carlos Corbin, and now Fotheringham playing defensive and trying to counter. I think, you know, we've talked about it and how much money gets invested in town, but I think, you know, the matter of fact is if you've got a wage, if you've got a wage budget that's one of the lowest in the division, 
and you need to you know you need to get wins um money doesn't you know matter everything but if you go toe to toe with some of these bigger teams um you might get found out so i don't think it's any surprise that we've got we've gone for a defensive approach and it's reaping rewards because you know we got to play a final based on that um i think we do go for this you, you spot on like we we can win this game um you know I think it might weirdly be tougher because um, than the Millwall game because I think Millwall are a bit off it. But we should if we win this, you know. I think the it's funny, you know. I think you talked about it with Sunderland. There's so many teams in this league where I think they just want to get to the World Cup and reset. I think Town's priority for this is get as many points as possible. Let's get to the World Cup. Let's reset. And um, yeah, I think we've got a good chance of winning. You know why not? Why not? Um, so yeah, cheers to. Cheers to Dave for that question. Um, Mark asks, um, have you been impressed with town since we've gone to a back four? Yeah, I think I think um I think we uh, I think we have um I think we're a lot more solid defensively. I think it works for us. Um, you know, you saw on you saw against Millwall we had four players. I know Turton is a is a right back, um, and then Jackson filled in there, but at the start of the game we had four players who can comfortably play centre-back. You know, you look at Nakayami, you look at Turton, um, in between Lees and Helic. Helic was great, I thought, on Saturday, by the way. Um, but I just think it, you know, being more solid, it makes a big difference to us, and I think it breeds confidence in the team. Um, what about you, Tom? Do you, do you think back four is the way to go now? Yeah, I think I think for now, definitely, until maybe you... You can you kind of give yourself the chance to be a bit more attacking potentially if you if you're in a bit more comfortable position. But I mean, I, I feel like a broken record. You know, um, <laughs> you build from the back, don't you? When you're down there, and the back four keeping a clean sheet is two clean sheets in a row now, isn't it? Um, yeah, keep that up. I mean, get another one. But, you know, it's a guaranteed point. Um, it's it's I. Is it? I think it's maybe we just don't have the players to be wing backs to it this season. Um, they're maybe just not good enough to do that role, and then the free the free suffer from it. Um, so yeah, I think stick with something that's working um, until then. It goes uh, tits up. <laughs> and knowing us this season, it could well go tits up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cool. Okay, so that was our little mini mailbag. Obviously, Tom and I will be doing another pod for the old Blackburn game. Um, but so get your questions into that. But it's time for your the boss. Um, so Tom, obviously there's two. We lined up in that four two three one. It was four three three at times. Ooh, formations. Um, so it was Nichols, Turton, Lee's, Helic, Nakiyama, Kasumu, Kamara, Thomas, Rodoni, Holmes. Um, not Holmes. Not Holmes. <laughs> Holmes came on. Uh, don't matter. There were some players on the pitch. Um. Tom, I suppose the main two questions are that right side. Turton's probably going to miss this. We haven't heard for definite, but it didn't look great. Obviously, forced off after half an hour. Thomas is suspended. Um, what would you? What would your lineup be for this? What would you do to change it? Yeah, it's um, it's tough, that, isn't it? Um, I mean, I guess I I don't know what's happened with Kesler Hayden, but I I thought when he's played, he's, he's looked quite sharp, maybe in that more attacking role. But then you could even pop in at right back. Um, so I think he's he's for me he comes in potentially, but is he is he even in the plans? I don't know. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else you've got. Ruffles, 
he's not had a sniff, has he? And then Mahoney, they're, they're probably your three options, aren't they, really? I'm guessing Mahoney will come in where Sauber is. And then, because you've, you've got the delivery, then you've got the set pieces. And then, I don't know, right back. Um, I mean, Jackson. Jackson, yeah, I was going to say Jackson. Uh, probably Jackson then. Probably Jackson's going to go in and then keep it the same. I would. You don't. You don't want to change with a team that's just come off the back of a a good win, do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm the same with you. I'd put Jackson up right back because um, I think Jackson's getting a lot of praise, and I think quite rightly because he's he's actually, you know, his versatility is going to count for a hell of a lot in this team, and he looks so comfortable with either foot, and um, you know. It's funny because you know, we've seen Sorber obviously was part of the B team at the step up John Russell, but Jackson's kind of been we've talked about it, but been working his way up. You know, had loans at Doncaster, had loans at Bolton, and was captain of the B team. And I'm really pleased for him, you know, because it's like obviously every player is different and they progress differently. But it sounds like you know he's grafted to get here and he's really taking his uh, taking his chance to to quote the pod. Um, so I'm really chuffed for him. So yeah, I'd put him at right back. I think I'd put in Mahoney. Um, I don't think Pat Jones is is fit for this game, and I think I think like we said, back four suits us a bit more. Um, the only the only wild card I would I would throw in there is obviously Radoni, who I think looks better in the middle. Um, I suppose you could put him on the left and put Holmes on the right, and then maybe you got a space in there. And do you bring Big John Russell back in? That's the question to do with Fotheringham. What, what a good think? question. It's a good question, but I think something that we've touched on before is poor Jack Redone has played almost every position. And yeah. if he's settling in somewhere now, do you really want to ask him to do something else straight away? Um, I mean, it's good that he's so versatile, but he just I think he just needs a run of games in one position um, to really just get his... Because I think he's playing great, but he's just lacking that. That thing that you saw at Wimbledon, didn't it? Yeah. Just the the goals and assists potentially. So, yeah. Um, I I'm gonna disagree with you for once, Brady, and what? say, keep, yeah, and keep Jack where he is for this game. That's that's fine. Um, we'll have an, I'll put that in the pod uh, promo that we had a disagreement and you stormed off and I stormed off. Uh, no, I think you. I think you're right. You've convinced me there. You don't want to really move Jack. Um, thing is, as well, we've got five subs, so if it's not working, you can shift him about. Um, but Kesler Hayden completely forgot about him, so that's a good shout. Hopefully, he can make the bench if, uh, if Fotheringham's happy. And we've got Diara as well. Do you give him a crack? Maybe. Um, okay, so uh, amazing elbow listeners. We've not got one this week. Uh, we're only saving that for guests. So um, we're just going to go straight to the match prediction here. Tom, um, what are you feeling for this one? Um, I'm feeling more confident than Millwall. I predicted us to beat Millwall. Didn't I didn't 2-0 just because I like to have the confidence on there. So I, I think looking at them, right, they've. I think they potentially might get a goal. But looking at how many have conceded, in the last kind of eight games, they they've conceded a quite like two or one or two in in most games recently. So I'm kind of hoping we're at least going to get a goal. But I'm going to be confident again and say two one town, Brady. Two one town, love it, love it, Tom. 
Um, I am also going for a win, um, just because I think we really need it, and because I'm going, I think it'll be another hard watch at times. Um, as good as we were against Millwall, we probably should have won that game two, two or three nil. Really, if we had our shooting boots on, we haven't really had our shooting boots on this season. I think that's been a problem. So I'm going to go for us to eke out another one nil. Um, you know, and hopefully we can just, like you say, keep clean sheets, keep just keep picking up points. Um, so yeah, we're going for two wins. What, like, like we say, what makes. Um, so that was a that was our mini pod. Um, we, if we sound a bit tired, it's because it is like eight o'clock in the morning when we're doing this. Um, just before we shoot, is there anything you wanted to say to the listeners? Any any words of wisdom? Um, I don't know. Maybe don't sit in a Weatherspoons and have a lemonade at eight o'clock in the morning and do a podcast. It probably doesn't sound too good. <laughs> that, is, that is sound advice. Um, I wouldn't recommend having uh, having this at eight in the morning, but when it's evening time, you can have a nice Magic Rock beer, you know, to, to unwind at the end of the day. Don't forget, you can get 10% off all online orders with the code AHTTC10. Um, and of course, Magic Rock sponsor this episode. I'm sure they'll enjoy this one where we sound half awake and Tom's in a Weatherspoons trying to and fight for a table against some uh, people having John Smiths at this time in the morning. So we'll be back to preview the Blackburn game. Uh, we will be more awake then. It's mad how many people have been fighting here at this time in the morning. It's <laughs> mad. <laughs> they might be going on holiday. Let's let's say that you know we all know about airport rules and going on holiday. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. But um, cheers to everyone for listening. Um, and uh, let's hope we get the win on sat on uh, Wednesday. They will be, do- Matt, as Matt said, they'll be doing the spaces if we win. Um, the only space when we're winning. Um, so let's hope we win and you get more content. All right, take care. That's half an hour and up the town. Up the town. So town play up. Bring the car back to order. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. <laughs> Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.